take one step back about the gut lining. The gut lining is sort of like a, a fence. I Actually, I have a wooden fence in my backyard, and it has these planks that are held together by glue. And when I first moved into my house, the fence was amazing. It was the planks are brand new. The glue was really strong. But what can happen over time and through seasons and wear and tear is that that glue can start to get stripped. Those planks can start to fall. And your gut lining is exactly the same. You literally have these planks, and they're held together by glue, which is called mucin. And acromancia is the only strain that is known that all day and all night, it's only the only strain that's known to actually live at the gut lining. And all day and all night, all it does is it strips away the old glue and puts new glue up and keeps this, these planks strong and keeps your gut lining strong. And what happens is when you're depleted in acromancia, you don't have that strong gut lining. So all of these things inside your gut can leak out into your bloodstream that causes heightened inflammation, heightened irregular immune responses. It causes a misregulation of metabolism. And so it's just this super important structural part of the gut lining. And that ends up being one of the most important strains that we can have. And we lose it over time as we age. For us women, as we go through menstrual cycles, when you go through periods of stress, it causes it to be depleted. When your circadian rhythm changes, when you travel for, and day becomes night and night becomes day, you get depleted. So there are all these things that are just part of living that can cause you to become depleted in acromancia, and then your gut lining isn't strong, and then you have all these outcomes and problems that are associated with it. Wow. And is Pendulum the first product to have acromancia in it? We're the only company in the world that has figured out how to manufacture this and get it into a pill and deliver it to people and have actual clinical outcomes from it. Wow. Wow. I was thinking when you were talking, so my dad has Parkinson's and there's just so much in his, the generation, I don't even, we don't even need to go far on it, but within his generation, I find it so interesting because there's so much new research that's emerging about things like Parkinson's that I'm like, oh my gosh, we need to try this right away. And I'm like, I wish that generation was a little more open, I think, than our generation is to to getting these things. So if someone doesn't have acromancia, enough acromancia, would they get SIBO? They'd have inflammation? Like, what sort of symptoms could they look for to know that they might need acromancia in a supplement? So you could have things as sort of straightforward as GI distress. So GI used to be able to eat this food, and now I can't eat it anymore. It really upsets my stomach heightened inflammation to your point, you know, you're not really sure what's causing this. And then even metabolism issues. So if you are starting to gain weight, if you are on the spectrum of prediabetes, type 2 diabetes, and all the things associated with not being able to regulate your sugar intake. So for all of us, when we eat anything that has sugar in it, which is pretty much everything, we get these glucose spikes in our bloodstream, and then our body clears it out, and then it goes away. And so you're kind of living in this world of Glucose spikes, glucose, you know, lowering glucose spikes, sometimes glucose crashes, depending on how your body metabolizes it. And what acromancia is known to do is to help you reduce all of those spikes. And so you're actually not on this roller coaster all day long. And so you don't know what your blood glucose is unless you're wearing a monitor. But what you can feel when you're on those highs and lows is exactly these highs and lows. So if you've ever felt a sugar high, if you have the post-lunch slump, if you're not sleeping as well, if you're low energy, your workouts aren't as strong as they used to be, all of these are signals that your body isn't metabolizing sugar as effectively anymore. And that's where you can start to look to your gut as a new modality for improving all of those things. Mm. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Because I do understand there's a connection between our blood glucose and our gut, but can you explain the connection a little bit more? Because I think there's so many people that are so interested in 
understanding our glucose levels. Our dear friend Jesse, glucose goddess, I think really brought on that conversation to the scene. And now it's just such an expansive topic. So can you talk more about the connection? Sure. Yeah, she's great in helping us to understand the sequencing of food really matters. And, and it really is the, the microbiome that is metabolizing these foods. So if we kind of take a step back to understand what does our body naturally do when we eat foods with sugar in it, that can help us understand the role of the microbiome. Because it's not always obvious. You're like, how could my gut be helping my metabolism? But the fact is that everything that you eat is metabolized by your gut. I mean, you eat it, it literally goes to your gut. And one of the kind of most important things that we know we're supposed to have in our diet is fiber. We know we're supposed to be eating lots of fruits and vegetables. And the reason that that's important is because when we eat those fibers, we actually don't can't break those down. We don't have any enzymes to break those down. They're entirely broken down by our gut microbiome. And so if you don't have those bugs in your gut, the fiber is literally going right through you. You're not getting any benefits from it. And the, one of the key benefits of that fiber is when your gut digests it, it digests it into these short-chain fatty acids, specifically butyrate. And butyrate is known to stimulate GLP-1 production. So many people may have been hearing about Ozempic mm -hmm. and, and those different GLP-1 drugs. Those are drugs meant to mimic GLP-1. GLP-1 is actually created by your gut microbiome. Wow. And so these gut, so what happens when you eat food is these bugs metabolize those fibers in those foods. They stimulate GLP-1. GLP-1 goes to stimulate insulin response, and that's actually how your body processes sugar that you eat. And so your natural body, when you eat, will stimulate GLP-1, and then that reduces your glucose. That gets the glucose out of your bloodstream. And so that's the importance of the gut microbiome. It's actually entirely in the gut. And so when you get depleted in these gut bugs, you're not getting that GLP-1 production, and that's what leads to these things like weight gain, really bad food cravings, and things like that. And so what we've discovered is that when you can give people back these strains that do that work, you can increase your GLP-1, you can lower your blood glucose spikes, you can lower your A1C. 90% of our customers have reduced food cravings, and we know you get that with the GLP-1 drugs. And so it really, that, but your body actually can naturally do it. You just lose some of these strains over time. Wow. So because Ozempic is a GLP-1 agonist, right? Which means it increases GLP-1? It means it's a chemical meant to mimic, it's supposed to look like GLP-1. So okay. it basically, so GLP-1 in your bloodstream is supposed to be up and down and up and down. Right. So when you eat, you're supposed to get a spike in GLP-1 that signals to your body, we just ate something, let's get rid of the sugar in this bloodstream. And then it goes down. And then, so every time you eat, it spikes. The GLP-1 agonists are incredibly effective and potentially have negative side effects because what they do is they look just like your GLP-1. But the way that they're delivered, you actually keep a really high GLP-1 level at all times. Got it. And so your body is constantly in this mode of like, oh my gosh, we, we have sugar, we have to get out of the bloodstream. We have sugar, we have to get out of the bloodstream. And so that's why it can cause a really dramatic, immediate impact on your body because you're having it at really high levels. And then the downside is you're not really meant to have it at high levels totally. all the time. And so that's going to start to cause some problems downstream. Wow. Yeah, because whenever I hear GLP-1 now, I like hear that and I'm like, okay, what's the difference? Or like what is the thing. If you were to take any probiotic, does it have to be strain specific the way that it would impact your blood sugar levels? Or is it specific strains like the strains that you have that support GLP-1? It's the specific strains that support GLP-1. So 
In other words, there's actually only ever been one strain in the history of studies that has ever been shown to be able to increase GLP-1, and it's acromantia. So lactobacillus can't do it. Bifidobacterium can't do it. It really is these very specific strains. Wow. And then how does the gut microbiome impact your metabolism? Because I know you guys have a really good metabolism product too that I love. So how do those work together? So basically, the way that these strains work together is to metabolize your foods that help stimulate GLP-1. And what that does for your metabolism is it's just basically helping you metabolize sugars and carbs better. And so all of us would love to eat as many sugars and carbs as we'd like, but your body can't metabolize necessarily the amounts that you want. And what this does is it basically helps your body metabolize sugars and carbs better. And so that's how it's helping your your system. Wow. So it basically could be like an alternative to Ozempic. Not I am said that, not you, but <laughs> I mean... It could be taken on top of it, too, which I think would sort of just help your body naturally increase its GLP-1 yep. levels. Yep. And so I think there's something to kind of tackling it from multiple angles. Mm. Thank you so much for tuning in to Morning Microdose by Almost 30. We hope you enjoyed waking up. As always, we encourage you to take what resonates and leave the rest. If you enjoyed this trip, tune into the full episode on the Almost 30 podcast. All episode information can be found in the show notes. Make sure to subscribe. And if this becomes a part of your morning routine, be sure to share it with a friend. We have new inspiring doses Monday through Friday. Follow us on Instagram at Morning Microdose and follow Almost 30 at Almost 30 Podcast. Thanks for listening. We'll see you in the vortex.